Welcome to the Portable Entrepreneur Podcast, helping web design and SEO entrepreneurs start and grow their online business. Here's your host, web designer, SEO, and founder of PortableEntrepreneur.com, Christine Mizell. I have a question for you. Do you love your business? And if you don't, you should. If you're not having fun in your business and you're not loving your business, there's something wrong. And I think John's question today really gets to the cause of that. And his question is, what are some signs to spot a bad potential client before you sign them? And if they're already a client, when and how do you break up? Now, this is a great question because I know that today I love my business. I am so glad that I have it. I'm so thankful. I love what I do. I have fun in it. And that pours over into the rest of my life. And it just makes such a difference because if you're working every day and you hate what you do, you hate who you work with, it also then pours over into the rest of your life. And it's just really not a fun way to live. And so it's why it's so important. And I do this with the entrepreneurs that I work with. I want to make sure that they love what they do. And I've realized that many years ago when I wasn't loving my business. And I was struggling to figure out why, because I loved the work. I, I would create websites just for the fun of it because I just loved it. And I loved coming up with new designs and so forth. And I realized that when I wasn't having fun, when I wasn't loving my business, it came down to the clients that I was working with. And that is why it is so important to make sure that you are bringing on the right clients. So I started noting down what I think are some signs for you to look out for, whether you are dealing with leads or you have actual clients. These are some of the red flags that they present that should have you thinking, is this the right client for my business? Now, as a little disclaimer, if you see any of these signs, this does not mean that you should not work with them, but you do want to make sure that you are exploring the issue with them. You're setting some expectations, educating them, and then check their response. How are they responding to you? Are you getting the same vibe or does that really shift their thinking and they have a better understanding of what is needed moving forward? And if so, great, move forward. Otherwise, move on. So let me give you the 12 signs that I came up with. This may not be an all-exclusive list, but these are the ones that I could think of very quickly as ones that I have experienced. So here are the 12 signs. The first one is if you have a client who asks to lower your price, they're negotiating with you. They're not seeing the value in what you provide. And you can see this as you start talking to clients because of course you can't just throw out a web designer SEO quote without knowing what's going on. But if they keep circling back to, okay, but how much is this gonna cost me? What's the cost? What is the price gonna be? Can't you just tell me what you charge? Then that is definitely a sign. Now, second sign is if they minimize your work. And this is often the language that they use. Okay, well, I only need, or I just need, or this one quick thing, or this is real easy. 
that is really minimizing just how much work is involved in what you need to do. And that really comes with educating them. You'll educate clients and then they may be very excited to talk to someone who knows what they're doing and knows what is involved. And they may just not realize what is going on. Now, the third sign is the promise of future work or referrals, because boy, does this never work out. Okay, well, you know, once you work with me, then when I'm done, I got a couple more websites I need you to make, or hey, I have this, uh, I have some really good connections here I think you'd really like. Uh, I'll put you in touch with them because they need help with their SEO as soon as we're done. That very rarely happens. Referrals don't come from someone who has never worked with you. The fourth sign is someone, and this one is not as common, but someone who has coding or design experience or has done the research, so to say, and they now know how to do your job. So as an example, I had a lady come to me and she had clearly gone out and done what she felt was research on how to do my job. So she came back with this whole list. I would say it had about 40 bullet points of things that she had clearly just copied and pasted from various websites about what I needed to do to have a quality website. So this was a certain HTML coding that needed to be in there, different standards for web design that she came up with. And it was clear that it had nothing to do with the outcome that she was trying to get. It Most of it really didn't have anything to do with her particular site, but that is what she felt. So in exploring that more with her, it turned out she actually had a bad experience previously. However, she carried that so much over into wanting to work with me that it was really very, very difficult to get her past that. And that was not then a good opportunity for me to continue it. So that's why I say you need to explore it with a client and then see their reaction. How do they take what you've given them and move forward? And sometimes people can move forward and they'll be great to work with and other times not. Now, number six is they are unclear on what they want. So if they have no idea what result that they're looking for, they just heard that this type of work might be a good idea, or they're presenting you with all these different documents, some through email, some in the mail, sometimes they're calling you and telling you what they want, and things are just kind of all over the place then that likely is not going to be a good client. If a client doesn't know what results they want, it is impossible for you to get them those results. Now, number seven is an RFP, request for a proposal. I never respond to requests for proposals because those are people who typically are not speaking to me. They just say, hey, complete this RFP. They're sending that same RFP out to several other companies and they're taking no time to have a conversation with me. So I really can't understand what it is that they're looking for, talk to them about how I can help and really go through that full education and sales process with them. So it is very hard to make those work. So personally, I don't do that. Now the eighth sign for me is asking for work before the payment. So I see this happen to a lot of new web designers in particular, where they have people come to them and say, okay, we'll do a mock-up of the website. And then when we like that, then we'll move forward. So they want you to actually perform the work without moving forward. So that's definitely a red flag. Now, sign number nine is your gut says no. We don't listen to our gut. I don't know why. It's there for a reason. It is to help guide you listen to it. 
And this could be your client comes across as disrespectful, as mean, even strange to the point where you're thinking, what is wrong with that guy? Or you just flat out don't like that person. That is absolutely a sign that says stay away. You don't have to work with somebody if you don't like them. If you don't like them, it is going to be miserable working for them. It's not going to end positively. You're not going to walk away with good work for your portfolio. It's going to just leave bad taste in your mouth. And most importantly, you're not even going to be having fun in your business. Now, sign number 10 is if they are not open to recommendations. So you are educating them on the best way to move forward with their work so that you can help get them the results that they're looking for. And if they are saying, no, this is what I want. I already know what I want. I don't work with that person because I am only going to do what I feel is in the best interest of a client. I know that I've had a client come to me before. They've given me uh, basically a website already designed and they say, this is what I want you to do. Go do it. And looking at that, it was not going to work. I knew it wasn't going to convert well for them. I knew their sales were going to be low and I made recommendations for them and they were not open to hearing those at all whatsoever. So I politely declined and had them move on because I know that that can't end well if I can't help them get the results that they need. Now, sign number 11, they don't want to help and they, or they just can't find the time. So a client who just wants to say, here's what I need. And then they dump it on your lap and they leave. That's not a good client. I need a client who is going to be helping me in this process, getting me anything I need, giving me feedback. Because the way I explain this to clients is I am the expert at what I do. And they are the expert at what they do. And we both need to come together in order to get the best possible results. I can tell them how to make their website. I can tell them what keywords to go after for SEO and putting together a marketing strategy, but I don't know their business the best. They know their business the best. And that's why we need to come together on this. So I make it very clear what my communication process is going to be. And I even ask them, what could stand in your way of making sure that we can stick to these deadlines? And I explore that with them. And if they're not willing to help there, that is someone I will not work with. And I, even with my clients, I give them a feedback planner. This is where I've outlined when they can expect to hear from me, when certain parts of a project will be done, when I will need feedback from them. And this is actually something that you can download this feedback planner for free on the website. So I'll link up to that in the show notes at portableentrepreneur.com forward slash eight. So you can help set these expectations with your clients as well. Now, number 12, the final sign is if you see a team who is not on the same page or there will be multiple points of contact. So let's say you have a company come to you and they have a team of three who are going to be helping with the marketing. This is a big red flag for me. Now this can work, but you have to really talk to them about how this is going to work. So it is very clear on their end, very clear on yours. So I want to know, is there a primary decision maker that can be the one and only decision maker for the entirety of the project? So there's no flipping halfway through 
and there's not multiple people contacting me. I need to have one point of contact, even if there's a team, and I need to know who is making the final decisions. Because if I have multiple people contacting me, asking for a change, somebody else calls me and wants a different change, it is really hard. So I need to know who the team is, are we on the same page, and can I speak with everybody at the same time to educate them together, and then who can be a primary point of contact? If they can't do that, I have to move on. Now, in my business, I use a three-part qualification and sales process, and the reason I do this is because I need to educate the client. I need to make sure that they understand what I'm going to be doing. I want to understand how I'm going to help them get the best results for their business. But this is also an opportunity for me to assess, is this going to be a good client and fit for my business? So I am looking for things like, what is their communication like? Are they rescheduling our calls? Do they just not show up for our calls when we have them scheduled? Because everything that they are doing during this process is the best it's going to get. I mean, think about dating. If you're dating somebody new, they're going to be on their best behavior at the beginning. And then that slowly wears off, you know, the farther into the relationship you go and you really see what's going to happen. So the same thing with clients, they're going to be on their best behavior. So if they're just flat out not showing up, if they're not getting you material that you've asked for upfront, then they're not going to do it later on either. Okay, so one of the things that I like to do is regardless if I'm helping with web design or SEO is to ask for Google Analytics information or whatever analytics that they're using. And I wanna see how long does it take them to get it to me? If they don't know how to get it to me and I give them instructions, how long does it take them to follow it? Or is there so much back and forth about this process? So this helps me assess what it's going to be like moving forward. Now you also need to have clear expectations with these clients. That's why I was talking about having a feedback schedule. And when you're setting these expectations and you're talking to this client, step back and ask yourself, is this client the right fit for my business? Is this my ideal client? And if it's not, move on. We often get just so focused and, ooh, I want a new project, ooh, I need a new client, and, and let, me, let me just sell this guy and, and get him to sign the contract and let's get on this. But we don't always step back and say, is this really a good fit? Or we want to say, we never want to say no because we don't have another client. But if we are sitting here spending all our time on a bad client, that's where our focus goes. And our focus is not on marketing and bringing in the right clients. And I also encourage you to have a process to qualify your clients. And when you make them go through this qualification process, you weed out a tremendous amount of these bad clients. And lastly, I'm going to encourage you to charge higher rates. Look at your rates. Are they high enough? Do you feel good about them? Is that what you really want to be charging? And if it's not, raise those rates. When you raise those rates, you're going to have higher quality clients, and they're also going to have more skin in the game, which means they're likely going to be much more involved with the project. Now, I know you also, John, asked about letting clients go, firing them, breaking up with them, however you want to put it. Ultimately, you have to make the best decision for your business. And if working with a particular client is not in the best interest of your business, it's time for the breakup. And sometimes 
Letting a client go is going to be the best decision for the client's business as well, because if you cannot get them the results that they want, it is really a disservice to them to continue taking their money. It is a disservice to them to really continue wasting any more time. So at a point, you really need to do what is in the best interest of both parties. But before you fire, I encourage you to check your communication. Is there anything that you could be doing now to better communicate what is expected and what is needed from them so that you can move forward? And if there is, start there. Don't just jump straight to, I need to end this relationship. I need to end this project. And I also encourage you, do not let a client go when you're angry, you're upset with them, you're really frustrated about what's going on. That is not the time because you really must be professional. You want to call the client up and if you can set in a specific time with them, that's even better. But you don't want to do this via email, if at all possible. If a client is flat out not responsive to any of your calls, then at a point you have to do it via email. But that's not where I start. Uh, you also want to check your contract to see what is required if for whatever reason the contract is terminated so that way you can make sure to present that to the client and you also know what is going to be expected from both parties as well. But I like to keep this conversation as short and sweet as possible. You get straight to the point, you don't dance around it, and you don't want to be rude. So you want to let them know specifically what is happening you can give them an opportunity to hear their side, but you just want to discuss the reason. You can let them know what you have been doing to follow up with them, how you've been communicating, but at this point that you no longer believe that you are going to be the best fit to help them to get the results that, that you want. Uh, you may hit some resistance. They may want to continue trying. If you do not want to, you stand your ground and you don't, and you let them know that you'd be happy to work with them to help them find a company that may be a better fit for them so that they have a way to transition as well. So that's a nice thing to offer if you have the ability to do that. So just keep in mind that this can be very emotional for both parties. So whatever you do, don't let anger direct your decisions around this because it is ultimately going to hurt your reputation and no one one client, no matter what they have done, is worth the cost of your business. Now, after you have let a client go, go back and review your onboarding communication process. What is it that you can do to improve your communication and improve the expectations that you set at the beginning of a project so that you are going to reduce the likelihood of running into a similar bad client or running into a similar situation moving forward. When we have these bad clients, when we have these bad situations, it typically always goes back to the communication at the beginning of the project. So that is where you start. That is how you can figure out how you can prevent these types of issues moving forward. So thank you so much for your question today, John. The resources that I mentioned are going to be over at portableentrepreneur.com forward slash eight. That's the number eight. And on the next episode, I'm also going to be sharing how you can join me in a free training on how to start a web design and SEO agency from scratch in 2018 to build up those high paying clients that are going to pay you what you are worth so that you can run your own business. Now, in the next couple of days, I am also closing down the giveaway for the $3,000 worth of web design and SEO tools. So make sure if you haven't already, 
you head over to portableentrepreneur.com forward slash podcast dash giveaway and make sure that you enter there so you can have a chance to win all of those great prizes plus additional time with me as well. All right, until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Portable Entrepreneur Podcast. For more business tips, tutorials, and resources, visit www.portableentrepreneur.com. 